Welcome everybody to the Kingdom Link Podcast. We are so thankful and we just are so grateful for all the great things that you guys have been saying, all the great reviews on our very first episode. We are so thankful and we are so glad that you are here with us for our second episode of Kingdom Link. This is getting us on our schedule of every first and third Thursday of the month. Every first and third Thursday, we will be releasing new episodes. Today is our second episode, and we will be covering the power of passing it on. Because here at Kingdom Link, we believe that leadership only matters if it is passed on. I am so thankful today that I have my father with me, my partner in this podcast. Dad, why don't you greet everybody? Thank you, David. It's great to be here again uh, uh, on our second uh, episode here at Kingdom Link. Kingdom Link is really uh, a a point where we're we're being passionate passionate about uh, ministry, about leadership, about growing and becoming uh, more uh, uh, active in the kingdom and doing the Lord's work, but also living life. You know, a leader can be in any point of life. You don't have to be a minister to be a leader. Every person has that opportunity to, to be a leader. But I think that in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about how that uh, passing it on is very important. But to be a leader, I think there are some fundamental questions. Uh, David, you and I have talked about this, Mm -hmm. and there are some fundamental questions that I think is important for every leader to ask themselves. And then maybe not, you can answer it right away, but it's like a lifetime. You need to answer this question's about uh, being a leader, and we, we broke them down into six important questions every leader needs to ask themselves. Right, and we believe that this is these aren't questions that you just ask yourself once a time in your life. Right. I believe very much that with these six main questions, if you will, that just ask yourself every now and then. Just kind of remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing. Right. And we start off with these six questions with, number one, who am I? You know, uh, when, when, when we ask that, it may seem very rudimentary and elementary to say, who am I? But if you really don't know who you are in God and what you were created to be, it's very hard to be a good leader. So first question is, who am I? There, there's, a, there's a great thing with knowing that who you are. If I can give just a little bit of input for this question here, uh, it's really important to know who you are before you lead. Uh, if, let's give an example here. If you're a screwdriver, mm-hmm. but you think that you're a saw, and you're not going to be able to cut any boards. No. So if you're a screwdriver trying to lead a bunch of saws into building a house or cutting all this timber, you're not going to get anywhere. Right. But you will dominate the saws when it comes to screwing in bolts. Mm -hmm. So you need to learn that an effective leader knows who they are and what they were made to do. I think that's very powerful. Once you realize exactly who you are, then you go to to the next question, and that is, uh, where do I come from? So who am I? And then where did I come from? Right. And, you know... Literally, that's a, what is my source, mm-hmm. or who is my source, and uh, because it's kind of like only the creator has the power 
to de- determine the purpose of the created. Exactly. Exactly. For instance, you gave the sc- screwdriver and the saw analogy. Let me give the toaster analogy. <laughs> All right. Okay. A toaster produces heat. So someone can say, I'm going to use a toaster to dry my hair. Hmm. But that's really not what the purpose was. The purpose was it's a toaster, and it was a toaster by design. Right. So you know who you are, then you know who your source is, you become a better leader. Right, right. What's the next question? Uh, this leads us to our third question. Why am I here? Mm-hmm. That, that uh, sub-question in there would be, what is my purpose? That that is such a major question in today's world. It is. What? Why are we here? What is my purpose? Yes. And that's a question that we need to ask ourselves, but we also need to find the answer to it sometimes. Well, and I think that question number two: Where did I come from? If I know that God is my source and I believe in God, then I understand better what my purpose is because God has stated in His Word our purpose, and we'll get in more into that in just a little bit. But a person who doesn't believe in God really doesn't have a purpose. Right. Because they don't have the foundation of for that purpose, mm-hmm. it, life becomes meaningless. So, And I think one thing off of that is that when, when you don't know God and you don't know your purpose, that also means that when you find God, you find your purpose. You find your purpose, absolutely. And so, uh, and then when I know what my purpose is, I got to have tools to administer that purpose. And so the next question, question number four is, what are my gifts? What are my gifts? Right. And I think that's one of the things over the years that you continually uh, learn, Mm -hmm. grow. I mean, I feel like that some of my gifts, I didn't really know what I had until years down the road. So one of the things we want to do here at Kingdom Link is make sure that people are discovering their gifts their purpose, and their gifts so they can better get involved in leadership quickly. All right, uh, let's go to uh, number five, and that is, where am I going ultimately? Right. What is my 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 future ultimately? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And us as leaders, we need to always be looking for the future. It, it's a hard thing to do because a lot of times we try to live in the past or we're so focused on the now that we are blindsided by looking to the future and always right. looking to see what's the next step. Right. And and that, that leads to, we've kind of gone uh, through these questions to bring us to the last one, mm-hmm. because it is, what will I leave behind? Mm-hmm. We call the, we use the word legacy. Right, right. Here at Kingdom Link, it is passing it on. It is passing on those leadership uh, qualities and and passing on passion and vision mm-hmm. and and purpose and identity because I believe that uh, it's very important for a leader to tell those who they lead who they are exactly and 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 be able to point out their gifts mm-hmm. and I think that's very very important and I think that if you want to be a leader and you want to be able to bring up leaders, mm-hmm. you need to have a solid foundation on these kinds of questions. Absolutely. You need to know who you are. You need to know where you came from, why you are here. You right. need to know all these things. Yes. And so that's why it's also so important that throughout your life, you're continuously asking yourselves these questions. Yes, sir. And uh, let's move into now the meat of our topic today, the power of passing it on. 
And uh, we talked about in in discussing this. Uh, first of all, a question, and um, and that is, if I may just dive into that, mm-hmm. what are some things that are roadblocks to passing leadership forward, or passing it on? What are some roadblocks that we we are dealing with today in a world that is starving for leaders? Right. Uh, one thing that I believe with this question that can be a roadblock to passing leadership down is that there is a big misconception misconception excuse me uh, that this world has with the difference between the word leader and the word boss mm. because when we think of our leader we automatically think of the person who has immediate authority over us mm-hmm. whether it be the boss on the job site at the office at, or at your church wherever really. But those two words are two completely different words. Yeah. A boss will use his authority, his leadership as a weapon. Mm-hmm. You see, he would say things like, if you don't do this, then I'm going to fire you. If you don't behave this way, then you're gone. Right. If you don't do what I say, you're right. not going to be on the platform. Right. That's the type of person that uses authority and power as a weapon mm-hmm. against those that he leads. And quite frankly, if you are a young man under that kind of leadership, that boss mentality, you really don't want to emulate that. No. I mean that no. that doesn't give you enticement. And and I think that goes in 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 into what Paul was saying is that in the last days perilous time is going to come that men would be so self absorbed. A mm-hmm. leader who doesn't pass it on mm-hmm. is self absorbed. Right. A young person who will not receive the transference is usually self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. It's about them. Narcissist, self-admiring, self-exalting, self-important, self-loving, loving the, the, you know uh, themselves of, of being grand about themselves, promoting themselves. Right. And, and, and quite frankly, in kingdom leadership, it is a servant mentality and not a self mentality. Exactly, and that goes from like like you said, the older uh, leader. Mm-hmm. If he is bossy, domineering, mm-hmm. uh, heavy fisted, not willing to uh, listen, not willing to have some give and take, then he is he's roadblocking transference. Right, right, and what this does is that you know, like you said, it is a roadblock. For, you know, as a young leader, as a young minister, my viewpoint is if I'm under someone who is demonstrative, who is always telling me that I'm wrong, who is just using everything that he has Mm -hmm. to tear me down, not even in a constructive way, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like that. Yeah. And so that would cause a rift between me and him, Mm -hmm. and that would cause division in the generations, Mm -hmm. then who's going to pass on that leadership? Yeah. You know, another thing that I think that really is a huge roadblock in generational transference and passing it on is uh, a person who, an older, let me just use it from uh, from an older leader, an an older leadership standpoint, is one man said it like this, the wealthiest place in all the world is not in the diamond mines of Africa, it's not in the oil wells of Texas. Uh, it is. It is in the cemeteries. Wow.
the wow. richest places on, mm-hmm. on the earth. And the reason for that is because buried in cemeteries are books that are never written. Wow. Songs that have never been sung right. or, or played or written. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 music that was never been played. Businesses that were never started. Visions that were never expressed. And I think mm-hmm. one of the saddest tragedies is a, a leader who has invested years mm-hmm. in his business. Are uh, a leader that has invested years in uh, in building something, or a, a minister that has invested years in building a a church or building a ministry, right? And then taking that to the grave. Mm-hmm. You know, I've watched as churches that were once thriving, uh, churches that, and, and I'm coming from uh, uh, since I am a a minister and a pastor, so I'm coming in a leadership. Understanding and principle from right. from from that, mm-hmm. but watching churches that were at one time thriving, visionary, mission-minded churches, I'm talking about larger churches, mm-hmm. but because there was a failure to have transference, right, somewhere the baton was dropped. Mm-hmm. That's a great and huge disappointment, I believe, in the kingdom, and it's a roadblock to transference. I, I agree with you 100. percent it's a weird thing as a leader. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm not an older leader, but, you know, as a younger leader, I still try to find ways to see about bringing up the next generation. Mm-hmm. Always looking. It's, it's, it's weird to think, you know, you being a leader, that it's up to you to help train the next generation. But what we must realize, this is a key component to leadership, is that leadership should not follow you to the grave. It mm-hmm. should be passed on, right? And and you know the word legacy is is often used at a time like this. But legacy is not about what you leave after you die, right? Exactly. It's what you transfer before you die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes sure that you don't take your gifts to the grave, right? And I think that that every if I, if I could speak to an older. Uh, in an individual, an older leader right now, uh, find somebody to invest in. You may feel like that you right. don't have anything to invest. Yes, you do. Everybody has a gift. Mm-hmm. Goes back to the original questions. Do you know who you are? Do you know why you're here? Mm-hmm. Do you know what your gifts are? Do you know where you're going? Right. Do you know who are, where you come from? You mm-hmm. know, And then ultimately, what are you going to leave behind? Exactly. What are you going to exactly. leave behind? Passing on vision and values is about this. I believe it's passing it on. The power of passing it on, David, is this, is that the goal is to produce better leaders mm-hmm. than yourself. Right, exactly. Exactly. When, better leaders than yourself. When it comes to leadership, you must realize that the generation behind you should never have to face what you faced mm-hmm. because you should have already overcome the mountains and the giants mm-hmm. that you have already faced. They shouldn't mm-hmm. have to deal with that mm-hmm. because a good leader already overcame mm-hmm. what he'd come up against. Mm-hmm. And if you are never able to overcome something or a mm-hmm. uh, lull that you get in, mm-hmm. you must be faithful and realize that mm-hmm. next generation, they're going to go over it with strides. Right. You know, And, and I think there's a, a Bible story that points that out. When David came on the scene with Goliath. Right, yeah. Israel was running from the giant. 
called Goliath, mm-hmm. hiding. And as a young man, he kills Goliath. He kills the giant. But if you follow his story, when it comes to the end of his life, other giants show up. Right. And David's servants and his nephews go out and they say, we got this. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. got these giants. Right. He he's 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 trained up a whole giant killing mm-hmm. legacy. Exactly. That's the power of passing it on. One one thing that you need to realize is that don't be afraid to face something if no one else has ever faced it. That's it. Don't don't be afraid to come up against a mountain mm-hmm. that you think is immovable. The children of Israel thought that Goliath was an immovable force that they would never be able to vanquish. Yeah. But yeah. then there came a David, come a David. that decided, mm-hmm. I'm going to take this on. Right. I think I can do it. Right. And he created a generation of giant killers. <laughs> he led, they called them the mighty men of valor. Yeah. He yeah. led the probably the fiercest fighting force we have ever seen that, we, that there's not much written about, really. Right. But because that David was able to go up against something that no one else was brave enough to do, Mm-hmm. He decided that he was going to lead that, yeah, and he caused a movement, yeah, because of that. I, I want to tell you a story uh, that Grandpa told when he was in World War II. Mm-hmm. Our father, uh, my father, uh, Fred Gill, who was who was a great leader himself, great right. great man right. of God. But yes, sir. he told a story that one day he was on a mission, and uh, he had to go behind enemy lines. And he went from checkpoint to checkpoint, and he came to a certain checkpoint where they checked his papers, and he said that the military policeman there said, soldier, from this point on, you're on your own. Mm. There are no more checkpoints beyond this. Wow. And I think a lot of times leaders will come to a checkpoint, and they hear, well, nobody's ever done this, so they turn around and go back. Exactly. Instead of saying... I'm going to push on because there's somebody coming behind me. Right. That's going to need to go to the, go to the next checkpoint. All right. So that's, that's all amazing content. This leads us to our second question. Why do so many leaders seem to fail when it comes to generational transference? If I could point you to a, a Bible verse, uh, Paul said, in, and it's kind of like the... 222, 2 Timothy chapter twos. 2, verse 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among faithful witness, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. To right. me, that's a powerful verse of generational transference. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, life is not, and leadership is not a 100-yard dash or 100-meter dash. It is a it is a relay. It's 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 uh, in leadership. It's going from one to another, and and when you have a relay race, you have something known as the transfer zone, right. where you have an, a runner coming in with the baton, and he is going to put it in the hand of the next leg to be run. Mm-hmm. The incoming runners need to work to avoid dramatic changes in their speeds. Late in their leg, there's got to be a consistent flow. And uh, runners only have 65 feet, thereabout, 
to exchange the baton. Mm-hmm. Wow. They only have a, there's only a little bit of time for that transference. Mm-hmm. And so you have the runner that's running in, running with speed, and then you have the one that's waiting that's not doing anything mm-hmm. yet until it gets closer to the exchange. Right. And then all of a sudden, that one who it's being transferred to starts running before he ever gets the baton. That's that's a very crucial thing to realize is yes, that sir. before the baton is passed, that runner is already running too. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that us as leaders, it's a really hard pill to swallow sometimes and going with the analogy of this relay race is that one day our job will be irrelevant. Mm-hmm. One day we will not be needed anymore in mm-hmm. the race mm-hmm. because if we did our job right, we already passed the baton. Right. And that's a hard thing to realize. But then you also have got to look at the other spectrum. Speaking to young, young leaders like myself, we need to realize there's a waiting period mm-hmm. to the relay race. Right. There is some times where you're just going to be standing there waiting. Waiting. And it's going to feel right. like forever <laughs> before that baton ever gets to you. And I, I, I've been there. Mm-hmm. You feel like, I'm ready. Why is it not here yet? Right. I'm ready. Why am I not running yet? When's it my time? Exactly. When is it my time? You're so focused on yourself that you're just waiting for it to be your turn. And and the and, and the amazing thing about transference in a relay race is that it's important to have that exchange for both the one running in and the one running out. Exactly. It, it, there has to be a a, a a willingness to pace yourself. Because I, I've watched there are some leaders that's going to r- blow by that person and say, hey, I'll keep on going. You know, I don't need you. But I think you hit the nail on the head. Transference is is for a leader to make themselves less and less important mm-hmm. and others more and more right. important. Right. And that, 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 to me, is the power of passing it on. One thing that you need to realize is that there have been stories. We said it on our first episode about the women's Olympic relay race. Mm-hmm. I believe it was was it China, something like that. I can't remember can't exactly. Remember. But the reason that they kept losing was because they kept dropping the baton. Yeah, that's America. It was America. Yes, it was America. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, USA. it doesn't matter how fast they ran. Mm-mm. It didn't. It didn't matter how slow one person ran or how mm-hmm. fast the other person ran. Mm-hmm. If they dropped the baton, they lost. Right. Exactly right. Well, that's the that's the power of that moment mm-hmm. of generational transference right, and right. passing it on. Uh, you know, we use the term generational transference, passing it on. Let me let me define that just for a moment. Generational transference is the effective transfer and transition of vision, of mission, of purpose, right. of values, of passing on morals and qualities uh, from one generation to another. Because I believe it's a very important for pastors and leaders and ministry workers, whether they know it or not, they are engaged in an intergenerational transference. Exactly. Every mm-hmm. dad is passing something on to their children. Whether good or bad sometimes. Good or bad. Every mom is passing something on to their children. Right, right. Every leader, every boss. Exactly, yeah. Watch what you said a while ago. Exactly. We are all passing things on. Now, it's either going to come with intention mm-hmm. or it's going to be by default. Let me give you an illustration. Okay. 
Elijah, we all know the story, he transferred his mantle to Elisha. Right, yeah. You know, that great, powerful moment. It, oh, right, it, it yeah. is iconic. Exactly. That is so pivotal whenever you're talking about passing the baton, almost. Yeah, yeah he passed his mantle down from heaven exactly. and chariots of fire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is... this is a, What kind of a scene are you looking at right there? Blowing your mind. Right. Transfers. If you see me go, and, and you, we, know, we know the story, mm-hmm. if you're a follower of the Bible, it, it's better than any Hollywood script. Exactly. And if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, I would say get on that. If yeah. you wanted to be a leader and you're interested in mm-hmm. passing something on, look at this story. Yeah, yeah look, it, it's a great story. But if you follow that through, from Elijah to Elisha, he received the mantle of the double portion, mm-hmm. and and uh, you, you begin to look at Elijah, Elisha rather, had a servant whose name was Gehazi. Right. But when you study Gehazi's life, for whatever reason, he did not have the moral qualities or whatever qualities were needed. Mm-hmm. He became proud. He became greedy. And so Elisha could not transfer his mantle to Gehazi. So in a, in a, in a story in the Bible, that shows the power of, of generational transference. For instance, Paul right. yeah. passed on to Timothy. Exactly. Matter of fact, he said, this is my son, Timothy. Wasn't his, you know, no, it wasn't his biological, but it was his son in the gospel. So he passed it on. You will find that Abraham passed on to Isaac, Isaac to Jacob. Mm-hmm. Joshua uh, received it from Moses. It is in every generation. One thing that I think is so interesting, when you you mentioned Moses and Joshua, uh, Joshua uh, chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Mm-hmm. Now, therefore, arise and go. What, what I find so interesting here, and later on, it talks about how Joshua would rise up and be the leader. Right. Sometimes in leadership, you don't get to see the good things that come out of your leadership. That's true. Sometimes you don't get to see it. But if you pass it on correctly, that next generation will reap from Mm -hmm. what you have sown so greatly Mm -hmm. that you will see it in heaven and you will rejoice. But that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. It is to to think that you're going to go off your life and you're not going to see the continuation of what happens to, mm-hmm. to to the to the next generation, and but all you can do is invest, right, and pass it on, right. Now, uh, one of our uh, one of our followers asked a question. I want to deal with this here. What is the difference when we're talking about the power of passing it on? We're right. talking about generational transference. What is the difference between impartation and transference when it comes to ministry? I think this is such a great question. I think uh, it is something that not a lot of people talk about. That, but there is such a defined, in my personal opinion, there is such a defined difference between the two. Mm-hmm. If if you can look at it this way, I view impartation as almost like an, uh, a knowledge dump. Mm-hmm. That you're just dumping knowledge on them. That mm-hmm. you just, okay, this is what you do. This is how you do it. And everything like that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the transference between an older leader and a younger leader, mm-hmm. it is showing you how to do it. Mm-hmm. It is showing you what to do. Mm-hmm. It is living it through you. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think that speaks of relationship, and I think the biggest, exactly. the biggest difference between impartation and transference. Now, I do believe that there is a spiritual impartation, that there can be a, 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 a spiritual laying on of hands. Exactly. And giving that impartation or hearing a great conference message or mm-hmm. uh, listening to a podcast or listening to Ooh. a... Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you... you, you you, you pass that knowledge. Like you said, it's kind of like a knowledge receiving. That is impartation, that you're mm-hmm. imparting something or receiving something that you did not know, right. impartation, or you did not have. But in transference, it's relationship building, right. I believe, over a period of time. And one thing that I did some research on, we were going back to the relay race. Mm-hmm. Uh when uh, There was a great coach for the U.S. Men's Olympic relay race team. And he said that each runner has such a relationship with the next mm-hmm. that, let's say, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but the first runner will run with a baton in his right hand. Mm-hmm. And when he runs, he knows that the second runner is going to grab it in his left hand mm-hmm. and vice versa. That second runner has it in his left hand. Yeah. He knows that third runner is going to have it in his right hand. Yeah. It's the knowing between the next generation. It's... I know how they're going to operate now yeah. because I'm the one that trained them. And, and you have that relationship, and I do think that that is uh, uh, very important. And, you know, r- really, uh, this podcast, for me and for you, is a part of, of transference. Really? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. It's it's part of that building relationship so, so that things can can grow and improve. Let me just stop here and make make this uh, observation or uh, make this statement here. If you're if you're listening to our podcast and you have any question or you have any uh, something a topic you'd like for us to cover, you know, get a hold of us. Right. Uh, connect with us on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, but also you can send out an email to timwgill at yahoo.com and uh, we'll put that. Right. Uh, again, at the mm-hmm. end of the of the podcast, uh, but uh, right, and we're just going over some major questions that we believe that help define the passing it on, yes. the power of passing power. it on. Yeah. Talking about leadership, uh, ministry. This, you know, this isn't just a God thing. You know, when we're talking about leaders, leadership right. has gone on through ages right but since the since the time of adam which yeah. you know co-inherently well, decides what in, god and in, in, in the language of a mentor exactly or a mentee that that's that's part of it that's right all right so this leads us to our next question okay is how can we identify generational transference or just when something is being passed on i think i think this is a uh it, it it's good to talk about it in abstract and that's what we've been doing. We talk about it in a, in a, a principle mm-hmm. or philosophy. Okay, let's get down to the, some nuts and bolts about how we can identify this. I believe we can go back to Genesis chapter 1. God exta- ex- established generational transference in Genesis chapter 1 right. with this statement, after their kind. After their kind. Wow. We find that the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind. Every wing fell after their kind. God saw that it was good. God brought forth the living creature, every living creature after his kind, cattle, creeping things, 
all the beasts of the earth after their kind. Right, right. And that is repeated over many, uh, many different times to show the continuance is that there is a continuation. I'm sorry if, if there are some that think that leaders do not evolve. No, no, they, they don't whatsoever. Le- leaders do not just, and that goes back to the old discussion, are leaders uh, born mm-hmm. or are they made? And I, I think this is something that I, I took it more of a, a carnal way. If you'll think of it like this, uh, my hair is something I take pride in. Okay, now watch. watch uh, sorry, sorry. Tread. Okay, so, so, so for, th- for those of he, you, he's going to be very jealous of me right now. Look, look at our podcast picture. I have no hair, and David has plenty, and I have great hair. <laughs> <laughs> humility, humility. Yeah, Lord, and how humility. I achieved it. Yeah, Lord. Uh, well, my my hair is, is it's very thick and very brown. Now that is something that was passed on by my mother. Lord knows it wasn't from my dad, mm-hmm. but that that was something that was passed to me. Mm-hmm. Now leadership, on the other hand, that that wasn't given to me. Mm-hmm. That wasn't just handed down to me. Mm-hmm. I chose to rise up and to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Now I had a mom that would every morning tell me, David, you're going to be a world changer. Mm-hmm. You are going to be a leader, mm-hmm. but she never said, "This is who you are. This is what you're going to be." She very well could have because mm-hmm. she knew. Mm-hmm. But it was up to me to make the choice. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. That's who I'm going to be. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I think that in, in learning how to pass it on and treat it after their kind, I believe that every leader ought to be working themselves out of a job by, uh, let's, let's look at it in family. You know, there comes the point in time when you, you have children, you're married, you have children, you raise those children, and ultimately you raise them to leave you. <laughs> How odd is that? <laughs> the, uh, uh, odd because now you are... Exactly, you yeah, are now I'm, I'm living that. <laughs> and so uh, my wife and I are experiencing that empty nest mm-hmm. situation. But, you know, it, it's worth it when you continue to see, okay, we invested in our children. We want them to become productive adults. There comes a time when you have to say, okay, what are you doing with your life? What are you going to make out of your life? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you going to become? And the thing is that we want to impart our transfer after our kind. Every Sunday school teacher ought to be, if you're in a church that has a Sunday school staff, mm-hmm. you ought to be making uh, other Sunday school teachers. Right. Let me give you a quick illustration. Uh, in our church, we have several bass players yeah. that have passed it on by teaching one, teaching another, and teaching another, exactly. and teaching another. We have several piano players, one oh teaching goodness, another. We have so many. <laughs> teaching another and teaching another, and that's part of it. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's very important that we have to, uh, uh, you know, Pass on after our kind. Right. And and that's where we go back that we need to realize, leaders, you chose to be a leader. Mm-hmm. It, it may not feel like that sometimes. I, I know it's not felt like that sometimes. Yeah. But the one thing, if there's one thing that God gave us, it mm-hmm. was free will. Yeah. And he gave us a choice. And you could have said no. Mm-hmm. You could have given up. You mm-hmm. could have thrown in the towel. But yet here you are. Mm-hmm. And you're standing Yep. The choice is yours. Are you going to continue to do the work of God? 
or are you going to give up? Right. Absolutely. And that's the age-old question that every leader has given themselves. Am I going to give up or am I going to keep pushing on? And that's where we got a David, the giant slayer. Amen. And that's the power of passing it on. And I want to I wrap it up with uh, just uh, four stages to passing it on. Four stages to passing it on. And this is how a, a, a leader can begin to pass on things to help uh, those that he's leading and transfer it. Because, number one, you got to prepare the soil. That is teaching character develop, training uh, how to be an intentional servant leader. That's preparing the soul, investing in their life, preparing the soul, the soil of their heart. So they, they're going to reproduce after their kind. The the second thing is see the potential in the seed. Mm-hmm. See the potential. What can they become? Right. You know, see what a leader is going to be, not just where they are. Look for their gifts. Identify their gifts. Uh, and, and I think this is a big one that is about passing it on. That's speak life. Oh, yeah. Like you were talking about, Mom. Exactly. Speak life. Mm-hmm. Speak life to them. Tell them who they are. Exactly. Tell them who they are in the Lord. That's number two. See the potential of the seed. Number three is look for growth over excellence. Exactly. A hundred percent. This world is so obsessed over this. You've got to excel. You've got to be the best. If you're not the best, then you don't matter. Mm -hmm. But what we don't realize is that we need to be continuously growing. Yeah. And let me just say this. If you are a leader listening right now and you're a young leader and you're listening and you think that your uh, leader over you is not investing in you, ask yourself this this question. Are you growing? Mm. If you're not growing, then chances are he's waiting or she's waiting to see growth to go to the next level. Exactly. Exactly. And, and number four is... Focus transferring vision and values. How do you do that? Communicate, 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 and the repeat. Yeah. What, are, what are your values? Let, the, let those values be expressed over and over and over and over again. Uh, and uh, that, to me, is the four things that are very important right. in, in passing right. on. So glad you joined us today on the Kingdom Link podcast. I trust today's discussion has helped encourage you to be active in passing leadership on. The Kingdom Link podcast is committed to helping connect leaders, bringing them together. That is an important issue of the day. We invite you to join us each first and third Thursday of every month as we publish a new podcast about connecting generational leaders. If you would, please subscribe to Kingdom Link. Make sure that you can get the next podcast coming up. In our next podcast, David and I are going to be tackling the topic of navigating traditions. Well, this ought to be fun, and we invite you to join us. If you would like to get in touch with us, just email us at timwgill at yahoo.com. If you found our podcast to be a blessing, would you take a moment and rate and review Kingdom Link? Also, we appreciate you clicking the share button on your social media platform. Remember, leadership only matters if you pass it on.